Hey, home growers, Parker Curtis here from Homegrown Cannabis Co. Before Chronic gets into another awesome podcast, I have another free seed deal to let you guys know about over at Homegrown Cannabis Co. We're giving away four free lemon drizzle autoflower seeds with every order. The sought after indica heavy hybrid is the ultimate evening dessert, filling your mouth with sweet flavors before sending you to bed. So head over to homegrowncannabisco.com, fill your basket and use code lemons. That's L-E-M-O-N-S at checkout. I'll be back later with some more info on this delicious strain. Enjoy the show. What's up, you amazing viewers and listeners tuning in from whichever platform you like to get your podcast from. I'm your host, Chronic from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and we want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. As a big shout out to Homegrown Cannabis Co. for sponsoring this episode, definitely check out their top quality seeds at homegrowncannabisco.com. I mean, they are phenomenal, and I'm growing a ton of autoflowers myself. Now, we're not here to talk about those. We're here to chat with an amazing guest, a Caribbean grower, a fellow Colorado native now and just one of the most badass uh, YouTube advocates that's popped up recently and a really cool podcaster if I do say so myself. I'm welcoming Matt from IconTHC YouTube channel and Instagram as well as the Talking Loud podcast. Thanks for coming on Matt. Hell yeah most definitely. How's it going man? Thank you so much for having me on like it was a pleasure kicking up with you last week and I couldn't look forward to and to kicking up with you you know this week like <laughs> super amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having me so much, dude. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. It was a blast going on your show. Um, for those listeners who want to go see the interview he had with me, I did go on his show and he asked me a lot of fun questions and it was a really great interview. So I highly recommend checking out his uh, channel and we'll be sure to say all the links and fun stuff here at the end. But I want to always kind of break into the show by asking my guest, what three favorite strains are you smoking right now? Or what are your all time three favorite strains? Either one of those you can go with. Who? Tough question. I like that one. Kicking it <laughs> right off the rip, man. Okay, okay. Um, my three top three. I'll probably say one that I'm smoking right now. Uh, that's the platinum garlic from in-house genetics. Mm. I'm enjoying that one. Um, another one that I just really, really like. I would probably say was the lilac diesel auto from ethos genetics i've ran that one about two years ago now and i just haven't gotten a chance to run it again it's almost like the lost train you know oh. um and the third one will probably have to be uh the forbidden cake by elevate Ooh. seeds that one was just super sweet super purple smelled like a candy store i loved it and those are all like stuff that i grew myself so uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds delicious. I'm always down for anything purple, anything sweet. And it sounds like you, you really like those aromatic terpene profiles that just remind you of like a sweet tropical breeze or just something nice and just fruity, like just delicious. Yeah. I love those. My fiance loves the lemon citrus kind of Ooh. scent a lot to herself. So um, now to move past that, cause that's a pretty good terpene palette. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> You know, talking about those strains, you listed off some pretty like up there tier breeders as far as what you're growing. Um, how did you ex exactly like get into growing? You know, did you always know about these breeders? Did you kind of start with like popping seeds that you got from a bag seed? Like what was your journey like? 
Great question, man. Great question. Well, I actually started off growing when uh, things became legal. So when they decriminalized and allowed you to grow uh, your own at home back in the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago, I just took the chance to grow my own. And I started off just with bag seeds. Uh, I had a few bag seeds from some fire uh, that I got from some homies. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to pop these and see what comes of it. And they were great. Uh, but during that journey, while I was doing that, uh, I was like, you know, searching online, searching around on forums and stuff, looking for uh, breeders, looking for great strains to try, looking for seed banks, looking for all that stuff. And I stumbled upon uh, Ethos, In-House Genetics and Elevate Seeds. And I can't remember the exact order which I stumbled upon them in. Um, but I just knew that I always wanted to give some quality genetics a try because uh, bag seeds are great. You know, bag seeds are awesome. You can get some absolute fire from it some of the best strains i've grew were actually bag seeds uh, but i just wanted to try something different something that i knew what i was getting my hands on i was looking for certain profiles like you said earlier and i wanted something gassy i wanted a little bit of fruit in there something sweet uh so i tried to find something that hits all those uh, marks and i just took the chance i grabbed some and it thankfully got shipped to me where I was at. Uh, but I also lost some beans as well. Just got to mm -hmm. get them seized from customs. Downsides of living of the Caribbean, man. But uh, that's a bit of it. That's probably what I would say. That's how I got into those three particular ones. No, that's awesome, man. Sounds like a pretty good journey, just like most uh, new growers out there who are living in legal areas or getting their hands on legal stuff. And I'm glad you kind of brought up the customs things because that is kind of a pain in the ass. And even in just uh, America within the states, not even going to shipping to like Caribbean or like shipping to the Bahamas or outside states like or even outside countries like South America or like, you know, things yeah. like that. Um, in America, we have states that do not allow cannabis seeds to be shipped and they'll be taken and, you know, you won't get... Nothing really happens legally wise. Like you're not going to hit with a fine. You're not going to like get in trouble or anything like that. But like they just take your seeds and you lose money, yeah, which is so unfortunate. It. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm glad you bring that up because that is one thing that's kind of funny is where they legalize something, but they don't legalize the way to get that something. So that's kind yeah. of like interesting how it works. Now, um, what was like at the start, one of your biggest learning curves for yourself when cultivating cannabis? I mean, did you ever, did you have anything in particular that was a constant headache for you? Out of flowers, dude. <laughs> and it still is. Oh, man. I started off growing out of flowers. Uh, I had some bag seeds, like I said, as well. But uh, some homies hooked me up with some out of flowers in like little solo cups. So first off, I had to transplant those out of the solo cups. Not ideal. But mm -hmm. I also had like a huge learning curve when it came to the autos because mm -hmm. I didn't actually know how fast they were, uh, how little they didn't like stress or how much mm -hmm. they didn't like stress rather, and uh, how little you should stress them out. So I started off in a huge pot, like I transplanted it into a huge pot and it never filled that pot. And I just overwatered because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I need to make sure all the, all the soil is moist and stuff mm -hmm. and overfed. I need to make sure all the soil has got food in it and it just burnt my plants. Um, I, they got stunned. They didn't yield very much. Uh, it was just a, a really, really bad experience. I think I got like seven grams off of it, man. Um, oh. But it was a great learning experience. So I wouldn't change it for anything in the world because I learned so much. It was like a great crash course into growing uh, fast because 
otters grow from seed to harvest so fast. Like I would have had to wait in the photos to, you know, mm-hmm. flip the light cycle, go into flower, da da da, and that takes really long. So I got a quick crash course with the autos, and I shot myself in the foot quite a lot. But I also <laughs> learned so much, dude, like so so much. So uh, it was not an easy start. It was a big learning curve for me. It was huge. Uh, I grew a lot of other vegetables and stuff before. <laughs> Um, but it was a learning curve, bro. <laughs> Talk about that's, a curve. <laughs> that's pretty funny that you say autos. Cause that is actually like the number one thing I help people with. They don't realize that, you know, autos don't feed like your photo periods. They don't, you're, you're exactly right. They do not like stress that much stress. You have to be very careful with them. Um, and depending on the genetics, genetics with autoflowers are super, super key. You have to be very so particular. Um, so that's, that's awesome that you, uh, <laughs> you know, you struggled and you surpassed it and you, you, you're growing autos now, it looks like, because I've seen some pictures yeah. of a couple of different harvests on your page, down down on your page. Um, I mean, you have gorgeous plants, which... Um, Thank you. You know, what kind of made you want to start sharing, and at what point did you start sharing um, these plants that you started learning? Because, you know, you say, okay, I stumbled, and for those listening who, who also want to maybe start a YouTube channel or something, when do you think that it's time for yourself as a grower to start sharing, and when, you know, when did you take that jump? Oh, great question, man. I think that the right time is like yesterday, you know, it's always, it's it's never the, the wrong time, you know, just start it, just do it, take the jump and do it. I started growing and I just was like, okay, I'm going to document my grow. I'm going to just sort of show uh, what I've got going on. And then I was like, okay, I'm also realizing, like I said, my autos grows are completely messed up. It's my first run. I'm going to explain to the people like how I messed this up so bad and what I did to like fix that in the future. So with autos, I planted in smaller pots, less nutrients. And I just tried to like, you know, share some of that information because a lot of people I found on YouTube, they would show their great harvest. They got some amazing plants and they're going through and they're like, yeah, look at all my plants, guys. Look at look at that girl down in the back there. She's beautiful. <laughs> and people are like commenting, they're like asking for advice, help and stuff. And they just don't get back to you, dude. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't help you. They don't drop any videos showing you how they do anything. Uh, so it's more like a, a I'm going to show off my plants sort of thing than I'm going to help people, you know, teach people to grow or show them how I learn from my mistakes and stuff. So that was a big thing for me. So I started off originally not even showing my face. You know, I wasn't showing my face. I wasn't, I was changing my voice. I was speeding it up. <laughs> a lot of people hated it, man. Like even to this day, dude, I get comments on some of those older videos and people are like, this is a computer robot voice. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to see you. Uh, but I just eventually like, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'm moving away. I'm going to change my, uh, change my approach to things. I'm going to show my face. And, you know, I think it was a good, a good move, but it all started off literally by just, you know, saying I'm going to document my grow and try to fill a little bit of a gap. And I think a lot of people have really taken that leap since. Uh, so props to everyone that has, man, really respect and big ups to you guys. That's awesome. And I mean, big round of applause for yourself. Cause I mean, you're sitting here at like 27,000 subscribers, you know, your podcast is growing and, um, you're really helping. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing is like, I, I always like to ask the fellow podcasters or YouTubers that come onto this show about what their advice is for those, um, up and comers or, you know, you know, should someone start, when should someone start? And I always love hearing yeah. that, you know, you should start yesterday because we do yeah. need more people sharing this plant. We need more people to make it, uh, potentially possible for these states and and politicians to see that this plant's helping people. So I, I absolutely love that you've become an advocate and that you're really pushing people to grow. 
So what sparked, you know, aside from cultivating cannabis and, and, the, and the want to actually share your knowledge, was there anything, um, were there any mentors, were there any individuals that you watched, listened to that sparked some passion or maybe motivated you to make your own page? Uh, well, personally, dude, I like my wife was a big part of it. Like, I just always wanted to be like, uh, be a YouTuber, I guess I wanted to start a channel. Like I, I used to look at YouTube with my wife all the time. And we look at other people's channels like this is before I even started growing, dude. So I was like, okay, uh, the chance came and I actually started the page not intending for it to actually become anything <laughs> close to what it is today, dude. Like I wasn't showing my face or anything, dude. So like I just always wanted to like you know just sort of have a channel and try my hand at that um in my past I had like another YouTube channel where I made like soccer compilation videos and stuff like soccer clips uh, I'm really big into soccer and stuff okay. uh, a lot of people call it football so I'm calling football but <laughs> yeah. um at the same time as well I also had like a sneaker page so I got a bunch of sneakers okay. here as well and I had like a huge Instagram page I used to take sneaker shots and stuff and uh you know so I always was like in that sort of like realm that sort of mm -hmm. sphere um, but once the chance started to grow, uh, for me to came for me to grow, I just took it, man. And I didn't expect for it to grow up like this, for it to blow up like this or to be anything close to like where it's at now. So I'm just grateful. Uh, thank for everyone that watches and like, I just keep trying to do what I do, you know, help people and, and share that information that everyone else tries to gatekeep out here. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you say that you've mentioned it twice about people really not sharing information on YouTube or falsifying or, or like holding it back. It is the absolute truth. You watch these, a lot of these, we'll keep the names out of it to not, you know, cause controversy, but there are a lot of bigger name channels that uh, generally just share um, what they think or what what they they showcase is a really finely edited sponsored video that just gets you hooked into growing enough to use the products that make them money. Yeah, so that's kind that's of true. where I have it. And like, hey, I have I have videos where I sponsor products. But the thing is, is I always tell people all the alternatives out there. I'll always be honest about everything yeah. I use and why I have sponsored products. And that's one thing that I did enjoy about you, your show, everything you say. You're very honest with uh, your advice and you're very just upfront and real about what you have. If you have problems, if you've jacked up a plant, I mean, you're posting on Instagram <laughs> about it. And like, so it's just very real and it doesn't feel, um, it doesn't feel reality TV or like I'm watching, you know, the Kardashians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love like, that I, one, I don't, man. <laughs> so i was on I, a show recently and they were actually talking about that that kim k flower man that kim k weed <laughs> everyone posts up that that instagram yep. perfect photo of flowers and that actually gets a lot of other growers sort of like down in the dump some people are mm -hmm. like you know well, like why can't i grow plants like that why can't i do that sort of stuff you know but a lot of the times dude you can a lot of the times those other pictures they're super edited as well so don't yep. think that like your plants are boof because they're not looking like that you know just keep yep. growing and each harvest you'll get better and better and if anything, like your plants are going to be better than that, those boof images, because they pretty much are like <laughs> the amount of editing that people if I if you want to know how much photo manipulation happens, go watch a how a there's a video on YouTube of how a illustrator turns a model into a picture perfect magazine model and by the end of it she is no longer the same individual i mean facial structures change hips are changed yeah. the breast size has changed Shit. the shoulders are shifted the neck everything. is shifted the jaw is shifted i mean everything's shifted so it's like if someone can do that with a person 
I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of manipulation on plants that I've seen with like trichome count and you yeah. know people trying to claim oh ours is thirty nine point nine seven percent with one hundred and ninety seven percent cannabinoids and I'm like and I'm Santa Claus um so <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll go on to the next question that is gonna be a little fun for you to answer <laughs> um you know. I kind of want to go back to the, the Caribbean days of you growing back out there yeah. and before you were became an advocate and before you stepped into the realm of like advocacy and what was it like growing in the climate or even within a house with the climates out there versus growing in Colorado and which one did you prefer for the cultivation aspect? Ooh, uh, good one. Uh, well, back in the Caribbean, it was completely different to Colorado. So it's like two opposite ends of the spectrum, dude. Like uh, in the Caribbean, it was super warm all the time, all year round. All year round, it's like uh, 30 degrees Celsius, 32. You can catch it around there all year round. Um but it was also very high in terms of humidity. So uh, it's always like 70% RH, which is like pretty high, dude. It's kind of wild if you think about it. So uh, like my grow room, I grew indoors. Uh, I always had issues with like keeping the heat down. Uh, mm. Like my tents, uh, when I ran some CMH lights, some ceramic metal halides, uh, it was over 40 degrees Celsius, like over Woo! 100 degrees Fahrenheit. It was wild bro it was wild and that was with me running an ac 24 7 uh having fans on in there so i just had to get rid of that light uh it was things were just super hot you know but in comparison uh looking at colorado when i moved up here things are super dry so there's a mm -hmm. lot less humidity uh where i had to be running a dehumidifier in the caribbean here i a lot of the times need a humidifier yeah. so it's like you know trying to keep that environment in check it's also uh just a little bit more difficult for like the dry the starting of seeds i found like so for starting of seeds uh the humidity, like you really need to keep it a lot higher. So I can get away with a lot more in the Caribbean, whereas here, uh, I need to spray it like daily just to keep it, you know, keep it from drying out. It dries out so fast, dude. Like, yes, it does. Wow. <laughs> wow, yes, it does. He how's knows, your hands? Guys. He knows. Yeah, how's your hands and knuckles since you've been here? Are they super Bro, dry? Yes, that happened as well. When I when I first came up, dude, like my knuckles were like cutting up. It was like I almost yeah. just got in a fight, dude. My, yeah. I was like, did I just punch someone? Like. <laughs> splitting and stuff yeah. dude like yeah super dry super super dry uh so it's like just trying to find that perfect medium but like i don't have to worry about the heat as much because like here it's super hot in the daytimes mm -hmm. like right now but where i'm growing it doesn't get as warm as it did in the caribbean still so yeah. um yeah that's that's what i would say chalk and cheese bro chalk and friggin cheese <laughs> gotcha so it's like you you have the pros of one and the cons of you know pros and cons of each of them yeah now if you could say which one do you think you have a more higher success rate with harvest or could you not kind of say that because you didn't grow in the caribbean long enough um, I grew in the Caribbean for quite some time, but I yeah. didn't grow in Colorado long enough. So I just had my first harvest. Uh, flowers great. Everything is great so far, but I haven't gotten to like really get in there and taste it just yet. So I'm still in the cure process. I like to ah. leave it for at least a month's cure. So I really try to keep my hands out of that cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, you're very, very it. good. That's good. Yeah. Most growers are like in it, like the day at harvest yeah, or dude. within the two I know week some people period. that don't even like cure, dude. They're like, as soon as it's done drying, I'm in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm smoking it. Yeah, uh, dude. That's awesome. So um, it really does seem like you kind of have the best of both worlds behind you as far as giving advice, which is nice. Cause like it, 
you know, yeah. Caribbean is a lot like Florida. I came from Florida. It is yeah. drastically different, like drastically different growing outdoors. Like, yeah. Good, uh, yes, good analogy. Mold. You have mildews. You have all sorts Fuck, of random yeah. pests. And Blood everything rot, you have to deal with. Yes, a lot Blood of rot pests, is, is dude. terrible. So yeah. well, okay, let's talk about pests because that was my next question. And I'm glad you kind of did say a lot of pests. Um, I was going to ask you what were some of the struggles like pests and laws yeah. in the Caribbean. But let's talk about pests first. What kind of pests did you encounter? Ooh, I can't wait to get into that next one. But uh, the pests, like, there were so many pests, dude. Like, up here, I've actually found, like, some pests as well. But they're all outdoors. I'm making sure not to bring them indoors. But mm -hmm. it, uh, in the Caribbean, just with that warmth, that constant humidity, uh, it's just like a breeding ground, man. So you get mm -hmm. a lot of fungus gnats. You get, like, a lot of aphids, a lot of thrips, a lot of spider mites. You get a lot, a lot, a lot of leaf miners, dude. Like, a lot of leaf miners. Uh, oh, that's no. a common one. A lot of people <laughs> who have outdoor growth out there uh they literally grow like a lot of you know different sort of genetics different sort of plants different sort of growing styles but they always almost have leaf miners dude dang so what do yeah. they do for them do you guys have a process of like is it just bud washing pretty much at the end of the grow some of them do um some of them have started to just take their grows inside like people mm -hmm. who can because you can really control the environment and the climate and stuff and from what i understand electricity out there is a lot cheaper than say here uh, in colorado mm -hmm. by by far I've, like, I've listened to people on on our on shows and stuff actually you know mention how much cheaper it is to grow in the caribbean because of that electricity um, yeah the electricity is a little expensive in the denver metro area but yeah dude so there are a lot of pests and stuff and a lot of people sort of do like the preventative measures so like uh mm -hmm. ipm is really big over there because like once you get uh the things in it's really hard to get them out unless you're mm -hmm. using some sort of uh systematic you know thing which a lot of you know can of growers really want to stay away from so yep. that's that's definitely something that's key a lot of people use like neem oil that's super big you can find that at like every grow store every agri shop uh they use a lot of like the peppermint sprays and stuff uh, mm -hmm. and, and what i always advocate for is mix it up you know if you're using neem oil don't use neem oil for two three years straight like pests build up resistance to it they'll you know it's it's only a repellent at the end of the day it doesn't kill them so yep. um it's it's really something that a lot of people have struggled with but a lot of people have also gotten past. So that's what I would say about the past. And just remember, guys and gals, using neem oil. Um, don't use it in flour. God, I can't tell you how many people always spray it in flour. It's, wow, like, it's yeah. very don't. dangerous. And to be honest, I've moved away don't. from neem oil. I'll go to I'll yeah. go to like peppermint oils, sprays, those types I've of things. Away from just it because, as well, like, if I'm being honest. Yeah, there's. I did a podcast about um, cannabis hypermesis syndrome, which I don't know if you've ever looked up, but uh, there's a there is a ongoing increase to Back when I was smoking as a kid, I, this makes me sound so old. I'm only 27, but like when I was like 14, 15, right? When uh, like 10 years ago, uh, there was maybe only like 1% of the smokers that I knew that might have been very sensitive to smoking cannabis where they're like take yeah. a hit too much and they puke right but it, they only puke once and they're they're fine yeah, there's exactly. like within the last three years there's been a 25 to 30 percent increase of people where they have to go to the hospital because they're profusely puking for hours two days and it's called a cannabis hypermesis syndrome and most of these people who end up going there um i've talked to several people who have actually had it um, and since they swapped over to organically grown cannabis that's and concentrates, they haven't had any issues, but they were buying dispensary bud. And a lot of dispensary bud uses PGRs as well as neem oil and flour and pesticides. And there is a, you know, a poison to neem oil. And 
I'm wondering if neem oil is causing, you know, you're smoking it, if neem oil ends up causing cannabis hypermesis syndrome. So that's a theory Very that I had. Point. Uh, yeah, funny so. that you say that, man. I've actually heard of uh, CHS because I suffer from like uh, stomach pains and stuff. I don't mm. know what causes it, but I went to the doctor and stuff, and they said that they found like uh, H. pylori, you know, stuff like in water, like in uh, certain countries, you might find it in their water and supplies yeah. like that. So when I was living in the Caribbean, I think I got it from like drinking tap water and stuff, Oof. even though I tried to filter it and shit, like with the Brita and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like yeah i think i got that so i used to have like bouts of vomiting and stuff and when i went to the doctor once they were like it's probably uh c chs um and told my mom and stuff he's like yeah he's probably smoking too much weed he smokes weed daily and stuff and i was like you know fuck dude like come on doc but i was like in serious pain bro serious pain and i never thought that like it was actually maybe linked to that and uh i can't remember if that was around the time i was using neem oil but i have like completely cut out neem oil just because I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of it, you know, just something about it. I'm just not a huge fan of, I just don't like the fact that it just sort of repels and stuff. Uh, so I've started to use like low cost plant therapy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had decent results with it. And when I look at it, a lot of the ingredients in there are organic ingredients. Uh, so it's, I think it's not too, too bad. That's awesome. And I use the mammoth farms, like the insecticide fungicide thing they have. I love that. It's a little more expensive. I know a lot of people can't just afford that all the time because if you're using shitloads of it, it works great, man. Like I, whenever I have bad, like if I need a concentrated amount, I'll just feed the soil like with a gallon of water with it in. And I only do that to vegging plants and I'll never have issues. I have to do it one time and then I'm completely like, good to go like i have no issues whatsoever after that um now that leads me into my next question which you got excited for um (laughs) so with growing in the caribbean you're dealing with pests and pests can come in all sorts of forms and not just wasps bees uh aphids (laughs) thrips mites they also come in politicians so (laughs) i was like i see where he's going with this i like this i like this (laughs) respect Uh, bro (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks so let's uh, let's hear about some of these pests you guys have over oh, in the man. Caribbean. What's uh, what's some of the laws that were headache laws for you guys out there? Um, there are a lot of laws, dude. But like, just the, the I'm grateful that they actually changed the laws to allow us to grow. That was a big move. So props to them on that. Uh, but there were also laws which were sort of like contradictory. So okay, you're allowed to grow four plants at home, but you're only allowed to have on your at any point in time thirty grams. Like so, oh, wow. you harvest your plant but you get 200 grams and you can keep 30 grams. You need to get rid of the rest. So that in itself, <laughs> yeah, literally dude, or like a lot of people just got their houses kicked in and I don't know how they got their houses kicked in or what they did to trigger the alarm with the federalists, but uh, they got, they got held up uh, and stuff. And it was just crazy, dude. So there was a big, big, like, issue with that you know a lot of the the growers and stuff they took issue with that and really made it like no known like on facebook groups and stuff uh because when you think about it the moment you're harvesting your plants you're in breach of the law yeah that's 30 grams is not that's like a quarter of a plant for most people 
yeah so that, or what do i do like do i selectively harvest like 30 grams smoke it like but then you got to dry it and cure it so the whole thing makes no sense and again it's like people up at the top who are making decisions uh but they don't actually grow they don't have experience growing they're they're not really in tune with what's going on uh on the ground so to speak so uh that in itself was an issue and another issue which actually pushed me to like getting the hell out of there uh, i love it it's my home don't get me wrong but mm -hmm. just because of the the laws so like if, if when i ordered my seeds per se so if i were getting seeds from a homegrown cannabis seed company or if i were getting it from anywhere else that sells awesome fucking genetics um i would <laughs> probably <you>. literally have it uh shipped to my florida skybox and then it will have to get shipped from florida to me in the caribbean right Holy and shit. a lot of the times you might get through, you might get it sent to you, but it's also like there's a law where you need to have like a something called a psychosanitary license to import seeds or plants or anything like that. Uh, so a lot of the times it would get seized. Uh, so I remember oh. I ordered like a bunch of ethos genetics and no. uh, spent like 500 bucks, no. dude, like uh, fire strains, Afghan plant hash. I was no. super stoked to get them. Got banging freebies and stuff and it got seized, bro. It got seized and I never saw them. It was a big hassle. Uh, obviously, I can't go and apply for this uh, plant license because the thought process behind it is for like farmers who are importing seeds to grow crops or whatever. You need to Dude. go to the government to get a license. So I'm not going to go to the government and be like, yo, I need a license to get my $500 of ethos genetics <laughs> so I can grow that dang. Eat that fucking $500 <laughs> just down the drain, man. Dude, so that oh. was the moment I was like, Hit up my wife. I was like, babe, this is it. I'm done. Like, let's get the fuck out. We can't go to Florida, no, but we're going to go to Colorado. Like, I'm out of here. And we literally made the move, dude. Like, shortly after that, a few months after, uh, we started to put things in place. And yeah, dude, I was out of there. <laughs> hey there, home growers. I'm Parker Curtis, and I have great news for you. You can grab four free blueberry autos right now at Homegrown Cannabis Co. All you have to do is add code BLUE420 when you check out and you'll get a free pack of amazing seeds worth $78. This is one of our best-selling strains and it's perfect for beginners and advanced growers, especially for those looking for a quick, easy harvest. As far as her numbers go, you're looking at a THC level of 20% from an indica-dominant plant. 16 ounces per square meter of yield, 8 to 10 weeks in flower, and juicy flavors that will blow your mind. Remember to use code BLUE420, and when you've grown these out and get to experience the sweet taste of blueberries, make sure to reach out on Instagram and tell me what you think. See you in the garden. That is amazing. Like, honestly, like, it's not amazing that you had to leave your home because uh, first thing first, it sounds like you're very prideful of the Caribbean. It sounds like you really do love your home. It sounds like you, oh, yeah. I mean, I, first off, I love just the Caribbean in general. I've been to one time and I got to go to the Bahamas and it is quite beautiful. Ooh, just beautiful, the oceans yeah. and everything around there. It is gorgeous. Um, I feel like the people who live out there have such a nice way of looking at life in the sense of, they have slowed down and stopped the concrete jungle yeah. type feel. You know, they really do appreciate nature. Um, so it is sad that you had to move to Colorado. But, I mean, it you're, It seems like since you've gotten to Colorado, I mean, you have blown up. Like, your channel is just blowing up. You're blowing up. Your podcast is blowing up. You're having some great guests on. I mean, you really are doing some seriously big things. Now, since seeing Colorado, do you find yourself helping more and more people on the day-to-day? -day, or did you see yourself helping just as many people on your day-to-day -day and your, like, DMs and stuff in the Caribbean? 
Uh, I would say probably more. Um, but what I would say as well is that I had like sort of that that worldly experience because like I lived in the UK uh, for like five years. Uh, I'm a British citizen and oh. I used to go across to Amsterdam like all the time. So I used oh, to shit. like, you know, see some of that legal like, you know, sort of coffee shop vibe. You can go in and see stuff on the wall, pick stuff yeah. off of a menu. So that was really cool to me. So I... I I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do this. And uh, when I got here, it was big for me because like, I'm also like a full-time attorney as well. So I work in the legal field back in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. So that was another reason I sort of like hid my face. I didn't want anyone to know Mm -hmm. like who I was, what I was doing. Uh, Like, you know, it was just such a small country, small island. People talk and a lot of people talk like, yeah, stigma is a real, real thing, bro. So that's why I hit my face and changed my voice. (laughs) Can we pause real quick? Just, I I would love for you to continue your story, but I, I totally blanked. You uh, had told me you were a full-time attorney and I completely routed all my questions around cannabis and your backstory in the Caribbean and things like that. Um, I totally want to take a second and talk about how has your law background helped you with any of understanding what you're allowed to do, as well as have people come to you um, when they need to understand laws themselves for their local community? Like, do you find yourself helping more and more people with that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. When uh, the laws changed, a lot of people came to me and they were like, yo, uh, what can I do about this? How many plants can I grow? Like, like, and I would just like help them out. You know, a lot of my homies, I would just help them out uh, for free. I'm not charging anyone mm-hmm. for this. Like, you know, it's yeah. you know, my homie. Like, come on. Um, but I think that it also helped me like, uh, just in terms of like how to, you know, deal with some of the, the, and understand some of the stuff that go on, uh, on the big, as a bigger picture, you know, cause a lot of the things you see are like, okay, this is legal stuff. Uh, I'm not going to get too involved in that, but a lot of the legal stuff is what paves the way for legalization in your state. So mm-hmm. maybe it's something that, you know, you need to pay a little bit of attention to, you know, when you see those little things come up about lobbying for stuff in your state, uh, you know, yeah. sign that petition or whatever, man, uh, that goes a long way. So I would definitely say it's, it's been, uh, uh, sort of a blessing as well I was a lot of hard work you know I went to school in the UK uh, I did four years in Southampton I did one in Manchester Uh, I got my master's in law so I'm like you know a full full attorney at law Um, but the stigma was just so real and you know and it's a big step for me as well to uh, leave my job because I left my job and where I was at in the Caribbean Uh, Mm -hmm. you know I I was working for a big uh, huge conglomerate you know representing a big automotive company media company and shopping mall pretty much so and you're like guaranteed salary you pretty much just stepped away from you you stepped away literally. from the career path wow yeah. so and don't get me wrong it's not like i was making amazing money or anything because but you that's know, at guaranteed the end of the day, yeah it was just like uh I, I had like a steady salary but mm-hmm. at the end of the day when you compare it like i came up here to do it and i was telling people because i worked remotely for a period of time and i was telling people yeah. like yeah i'm an attorney um and you know even to like rent a house you need to like give mm-hmm. them uh, a whole bunch of financial shit. Oh my so when gosh! I did yes. that, <laughs> when I did that, and I was like, first off, I told my landlord, "Yeah, I'm an attorney." And then I was like, "Okay, let me see your financials." When they see the financials, they're like, "You motherfucker, you're lying!" Like, I don't believe you. <laughs> Honestly, you just don't make like, attorney money. It was like, <laughs> you hey, literally, hey. dude. Especially <laughs> when you convert that TT dollar to like US dollar, it's like nothing, bro. It's like oh. honestly. What's yeah. the conversion rate? Because I, I don't know the conversion rate too much. What is a dollar, a U.S. dollar like in the Caribbean? 
Uh, it's technically, if you were to go on Google, it'll probably be about seven and seven something, or maybe something like that. Uh, mm. but there's like a bit of like a U.S. shortage in the Caribbean. Well, not in the Caribbean, my bad. In Trinidad and Tobago, no disrespect to any other Caribbean country, only in Trinidad and Tobago, which makes it even fucking crazier, dude. So people are literally selling U.S. on like the black market, like ten to one, bro, and that's like Ooh. U.K. pound territory, bro. It's wild wild wow. out there like people make full-time jobs hustling us <laughs> damn dude that's crazy man the world's why we need to see a vice documentary on this <laughs> they dude, should that's... dude so true. <laughs> so true like honestly like those are the videos i'll say like you know when you're on youtube and you're like trying to like this is a pr- great example you're on youtube to learn how to grow cannabis and next thing you know you're on a vice <laughs> documentary of how the world's strongest hallucinogen is made by some like <laughs> dude in the tribe that you don't even know how you got there and you're just like i'm here now <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep watching what else they got for me. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I would expect to see in one of those documentaries. But uh, strain hunters actually went down there, bro. Strain hunters went down oh, to the Caribbean looking yes. for some fire land race strains and some uh, awesome sativas. So like if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely check it out, man. Is that so the lamb's breath one? Oh, uh, that's from Jamaica. That's just Jamaica. Land. That's the Jamaica, Jamaica one. Land. I was like, I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't remember which one. That's the one that started the actual uh, Rasta. Like that's the Rasta religion herb, right? Like that's the yeah, one. Yeah, I think that... so. Yeah, a lot of them. Like, yeah, I got some beans from that as well from one of the homies out in the Caribbean as well. So, uh, yeah, I got a couple. <laughs> Wow. If you ever grow that out, I would love to see pictures of it. I mean, that's like one of the most legendary strains. I mean, that's the one that's the strain that Bob Marley spoke about in many of his songs. That's a strain that um, I think there's like the one of the famous writs where like jaw is first mentioned, which for those who don't understand Rasta religion, jaw is essentially God or the like, I believe that's the same word as God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. So like, it's like in the old, like written oldest written scripts for that actual religion or, um, do do you guys call it a religion? Is it more of like a spirituality, a way of life? Like how's, how do you, what's the the dude? All the above. Yeah. That's kind of how most people explain it to me that are like Rasta or come from those communities. It's awesome. Literally well, damn, land's breath, man. I can't believe you have some of that. That's absolutely insane. And so now that leads me to my next question, because you are a man of fine taste, it seems. So what are your favorite terpene profiles that you like to grow, man? Like like uh, if you, if you could if you could just have like a, a magical seed supply in your hand right now to just pick the best strains off the off your most wanted list. What's like your top five most wanted to ever grow? Uh, gassy, dank, propane, diesel dog, <laughs> that sort of thing, man. Like, I don't even really care for the fruit all that much, man. But my okay. wife really likes like sweet terps and stuff, but I like dank, gassy terps, man. The oh, only thing man. I would say, I got one that was so dank, it was almost like gym socks. It smelled really oh, stinky, God. but I did not <laughs> like that one, man. So I think I like gas, but not stank. <laughs> You're like, yo, I bring the gas, but hold up on the fucking skunk spray <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah, I don't like that. Not too skunky, dude. I don't like that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like those gas. grandpa breath strains and like the breath strains yeah. where they get super wild. Yeah. I had a, I get serene cheddar here and there from a good meds out in Denver. And which hopefully I'll have to have them on the show and maybe I'll get them to go onto your show because they just got a new GM and she's been trying to do more podcasts and stuff. So I'll totally uh, set you up with an email chain. But anyways, uh, 
Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I got serene cheddar from them recently, and that shit literally smells like a cheese block. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of those things where you're like, I don't know if I really want to smoke sure. cheese. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's, you're, you're like, it's really great, but like in the morning, it's not the best terpene yeah. you want to taste. No, no. <laughs> or after a meal. After a meal, I love like a nice smoke, dude. Like I'll oh, yeah. mix up like four or five different strains and get like quadruple factor effect in one joint. And yes. man, that's the best. But if you go and try to eat, uh, after try to smoke something after you eat a nice meal and it does not taste good, oh, man, you, you just, you, yeah, you ruin it, dude. You ruin it. You, you, know, that, you gotta know. you gotta compliment the palate man you gotta yeah. you gotta go with like those ice cream cakes or those wedding <laughs> cakes or those girl scout cookies i love those, those are, you know yeah, i gotta be honest girl so scout. let's hit you with some fun questions for the viewers because um yeah. one thing that a lot of the viewers have been uh asking a lot is to do more of the fun questions they'd like the the fun stoner stories the fun uh mishaps or interactions yeah. with the law so back in the caribbean are there any of your homies that would be <laughs> listening to this or or maybe you're just you're, you're by yourself and you paranoid yourself because I have a lot of homies that listen to my stories. And uh, I know I told one the other day and my friend uh, was dying on Discord when he heard it. So uh, it was a, a story of dying in the middle of a subway because we were geeking out at 15. Do you have any stoner stories, my friend, to share? <laughs> um, I have one, dude. I think it's one that I've never actually spoken about. So maybe I'll let Ooh, you pull that one out of me. Yes, let's um, hear it. Uh, it's a crazy one, actually. Back in the Caribbean, man, this is before, way before they changed the laws for, to allow us to grow or anything. Uh, so they were way, way more stricter when it came to finding you smoking or finding okay. you weed or anything like that. All right. And I think I was like uh, probably 17, dude. I just got my license oh. uh, and I literally was taking like a gap year before I went off to uni. Okay. And I... Uh, went uh i was working at a job and i actually like left work early that day i was like you know i'm gonna duck out from work early i'm gonna hit up the homies we're gonna go and smoke some weed get lit yes. uh, and then i'm gonna go home afterward you know and act like i was at work you know and everything yeah. was fine <laughs> so <laughs> i went and i picked up some of my homies and we used to call ourselves the paper playing gang the ppg the, like see, big up to his awesome. khalifa and stuff man he played a big yes. part of my life man you know I you know that his. dude we spoke <laughs> yes. about that recently man yes. uh fuck dude um so we were like i picked up all the ppg gang and um we went out and went and grabbed some jam right we call this jam it's like jamaican uh brick weed basically bro it's, oh, not, okay. it's honestly not the best but it's like uh that's why we call it jam from jamaica we got vincy as well from saint vincent it's a lot okay. more leafy stuff like you got a lot of stems and seeds it's super brown dude like that's like brick mexican weed. brick weed <laughs> literally bro same thing same thing different name bro <laughs> literally. Yeah. and uh like we got a bunch of that dude so i was like okay so what are we gonna do pick up everyone everyone's got like 50 tt 50 bucks right okay uh, and i didn't expect that to happen so everyone throws in their 50 and we're like okay i guess we can get like a half ounce with that yeah so we go and we cop like the half ounce and we're like okay we get it by this uh guy I won't call his name but we got it from him and we go up um on a little hill uh close to where everyone was living go up on a little hill not even like a, a hill like in colorado there are hills like mountains this is yeah. like just a little in, in incline like <laughs> off of the little, main road little okay? sand dune <laughs> yeah sort of thing right we literally go up there we drive up there it's like a road like a there are houses yeah. and stuff everywhere. And I was driving like a little Hyundai Matrix, dude. Like in the back, oh, they had, shit. Like, okay. these seats that lift up like this. 
yep. uh, the tables that lift up like this. Sorry, uh, almost like if you're in the in an airplane, like you got that yeah. seat table in front of you. So. <laughs> bust out the weed everyone's building it everyone's rolling stuff up and out there in the caribbean a lot of people would smoke roll-on so they'll have uh, like okay. their cigarettes they'll pull off the top of the uh cigarette rip off the top like a super small part i got a cigarette right here i don't smoke cigarettes i'm not advocating for this but there's a cigarette right here we'll just rip the top off and then you basically grab your paper grab your flower and you roll it straight on to the end of the cigarette right so this is basically how oh, right? okay so you so like smoke this is, some weed and then you smoke a cigarette after yeah literally so this is super commonplace when you go there this is what they'll be smoking they will not be smoking joints this Damn, is literally almost all they smoke yeah everyone like you can look at uh music videos like grimers yeah. like full hood hood man <laughs> this is what they're smoking dude and I, that's all I smoked as well. So back then, that's all I was smoking. And uh, we would roll that up. We rolled some big cannons. So like the, the cigarette is this long and the rest of the joint is like this long. So you're rolling some, some big shits. And uh, I remember we smoked it up. We were smoking it. And the shit was like in circulation. And one of my homies were like, hey, Pi. Because uh, they call me Pi, right? I'm like, my, okay. they call me Pyro. So they're like, hey, Pi, uh, I'm seeing, uh, I think I'm seeing, I'm thinking I'm seeing Boops. And Boops is like the nickname for police or feds. So oh, fuck. That's like the last thing you want to hear. Yeah, literally. And I was like, um, I, I sort of like stuck. I was like, what? No, you're joking, dude. And he was like, no, I'm serious. And before anyone could do anything, like they bent the corner, pulled up on us, like jumped out, guns out and everything. They were like, I'm smelling it already. I'm smelling it already get out of the car and like i was like you know like what the fuck so everyone sort of jumps out of the car uh homies started like had the whole roll-ons it was like lit and stuff men were just throwing that out of the window threw it down the hill like into the bush oh. like bag baggies of weed into the bush and um he had everyone out of the car he took i remember he was like standing up at me like this and he was like um get down on the floor and i stuck like i was like get down on the floor but like officer i'm not doing anything you know trying to pretend like i ain't doing shit like i'm innocent dude like homie grabbed my neck ripped my shirt threw me on the floor dude and yeah dude like it was crazy so all my homies were now lying laying down on the floor like this like like full like if we did some like if we robbed a jewelry store bro yeah like literally dude like had his bag the up, fucking like, guns like yes heated, dude just guns fucking... are out like uh, dude it, the works bro so at this point everyone's on the floor now he's like oh, where's the fucking weed i'm smelling the weed like where's the weed are you uh we got reports you guys smoking and stuff and uh, we're like no i'm sure we won't smoking uh eventually they found one of these roll-ons like a one roll-on that was rolled uh, I think it was might have been smoking halfway lit. I don't know if it was even sparked yet. I don't know, but they found one and they searched oh. the entire car, dude. Uh, they searched everyone's pockets while we were on the floor. They beat everyone. Like I remember, oh. I was lying down on the floor like this at the end of the line, and I saw my homies. I looked up and I saw my homies. He was like, "Yo!" and he hit him a kick, dude. Like these big police officer boots kicked him in his head. Uh, kicked my other homie, and then he came down to me and kicked me as well. And I, I was like, "They, my homies, like they're playing like they're big strong men." And they were like oh, taking their kick like mm, mm. yeah and when he came to me out he kicked me i was like oh officer oh! <laughs> i was like i'm letting him know it hurt me dude like fuck that shine rambo <laughs> so dude eventually like he, he like literally hit everyone like a gun butt like i don't know oh, if he's shit. just having a bad day but he, he went down yeah. with everyone he was like yeah run i want one of you to run today because i'm gonna shoot you and like everyone was like, but we're all lying on the floor, we're not running anywhere, officer, nowhere at all. And then he was like, "Is there a, a baton, like like a 
stick, like one of those police nightsticks. And the police officer woman was like, yeah, there's one in the trunk. The dude goes in the trunk, pulls out that. And it's like a small baseball bat and beats everyone with that as well, dude. And after that, he puts us in the back of the car. They drive my car to the station. I'm in the station and like fucking handcuffs and shit. Like I have to jump out. My dad sees me uh, after they call him out to the station afterward and shit. It was like, it was all crazy, dude. Oh, and the craziest shit. part was that they said uh, one of my homies, they busted his head, right? So they kicked him up and shit and oh, hit him a fuck. gun butt and they bust his head. Mm-hmm. And when they got back there, they, they told their superiors, yeah, he tried to run away. So they had to use force to bring him down. And oh, that was a bullshit. complete lie, dude. Yeah. So at that moment, again, I was like, from this day on, I'm never trusting these police, dude. Like, fuck all police, dude. And that was the one, like, thing that I was like, wow, crazy, crazy. Just to think that a lot of people go through that. They get fully mm-hmm. locked up. I was grateful that I got out. You know, I was 17. Yeah. It was like, first time I did anything, they were trying to take me down because I was the driver. All my homies got out. Like, one was 16. They just called his parents. He was out. Another one was 17. He was like... Uh, legal age or whatever so i don't know dude it was just wild and i never actually spoken about that (laughs) that's a crazy ass story man and like you guys definitely got lucky it sounds like he had a hell of a day and you guys might have just got lucky they didn't find what the fuck they needed to put you guys in like even worse prison but like man sometimes people just get that power you know what i'm saying that individual yeah. It ain't even like it ain't even like it's like everybody in the uniform or anything because it's like it's just dude, I, I've had some nice cops and then I've had some straight straight assholes yeah. that are trying to put you like and it's like, dude, why are you even a police officer? That's where I question it's like, why are you an officer? And it's like, oh yes, because you like the power trip. You like yeah. that ego, you Literally like hurting dude. people. You know what I mean? It's like hurting that's just fucked up because it's like Man, right there, that circumstance, you your life could have changed just because some jackass decides to like... Literally. That's right before I went off to law school. Like, my life could have taken a complete different turn as well. Yeah. And I remember afterward, dude, my dad was like, when he came to pick me up at the station, they ended up calling my dad. They left me there for so long. I was seeing Grimers in the cell next to me, like, sticking out their hands. They're like, yo, dude, who we got in there? I'm seeing we got a youth man in there, bro. And I'm like bro like what am i doing in here and they made me take off my shoes so i was in the cell barefooted like it was completely wild dude but after bro, you got all the my straight dad... beyond scared straight experience before you got to see your dad <laughs> yeah dude, literally bro before he came like they made me like wait bro and oh uh, when he God. eventually came he, my dad was like yeah you need to apologize to the officer and tell him you won't do that again and i was like me apologize to him but he just beat the shit out of me like what the fuck okay dad <sighs> Sorry, officer. I apologize, and it won't happen again. Officer's bullshitting his way through it. Like, yeah, I just want the best for you. I don't want that to happen. You know, oh, you're God. a bright young man on a bright path, and I'm like, dude, suck my dick. <laughs> you just fuck? beat me sideways while I laid yeah, on the dude. ground, you bastard. Literally, like- <laughs> dude, for no reason, bro. <laughs> like you hit, the, you had the gun up in my neck, telling me to run, motherfucker. <laughs> like, bro, what? You wanted to shoot me, and you want the yeah, best dude. for me. Like lies, liar. <laughs> that's like that's like that type of shit where you like fight and you're like play fighting with your brother, and then your parents are like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "Bloody!" You're like, "Nothing, nothing." Just, just we're playing. just that's just playing. You throw in like half power elbows. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well damn oh, man it looks like you had a crazy interaction with the law i uh yeah. i've never i've never i can honestly say i've never been beaten by a cop i've been i've definitely was held at gunpoint in miami by a police officer 
and I was uh I have been searched uh where my my complete heart is probably at a 180 to 200 beats per minute and uh, yeah, I am wild. sitting there stressing. Yeah. Uh I had a pound on me one time and a cop uh in my backpack. Yeah, and it was uh they stopped me on my bike and I was delivering it to some people and uh Fuck. he walked away and he goes wow i there must have been a skunk that got hit over here and there was like in, let me tell you something i i don't know if that cop literally said that just to like give me a you know i know what's on you or if he really thought a skunk was out there because that happened all the time bro i was sweating bullets so i can't even imagine what your situation was because like you're literally actively smoking and they're like click click come on boys like you know what i mean like it's it's like that fucking motherfucker (laughs) they're just kicking down doors their whole career has just led to that moment literally bro like with these like four like 16 17 year olds like i literally just got my license dude you can get your license at 17 i was just fresh 17 year old (laughs) oh my gosh and so you know what i want to i have two more questions because you sparked them in my head telling that story and then i think we will leave off on a perfect place to pick up on another episode because i always try to find really really great moments to leave off with my guests to kind of give the viewers a little bit of a juicy story to come back (laughs) to but one of the questions i had is um you know specifically let's talk about this i don't like to um i don't like to generally get political or get into police and brutality and all that but what was your what has been your experience uh in the uh, caribbean or do you have friends that have experienced uh, harassment since it's been legalized? What is the experience like with the law out there with cannabis? Is it is it a hateful kind of like they're trying to shut you down at every chance they can get? Is it still like those experiences you faced when you were 17? Um, can you give us a little more details on that? Yeah, for sure, dude. It's a little bit better uh, in the sense that, you know, since things have legalized, you can grow at home. Uh, uh, people still have the the laws in place where you can only smoke in private property similar to colorado i say uh mm-hmm. but they just really enforce that shit out there dude so like if they catch you smoking in your car bro like yeah they will probably like pull up outside your house search your house they will do everything bro and that's actually how a few people uh who were like in the same circle as me because a lot of the mm. gromies back in Trinidad and tobago we all kind of link up together you know shout out to brooks and all those people but uh, it's really like a small knit community. So when they go after one, uh, they go after another one, they go after uh. another one. So I was kicking it by a homie and he was like, uh, did they go after you yet? And I was like, no, bro. He was like, oh, they came after me. They searched my grocery store because a lot of people set up grocery stores as well. So uh, mm. with the, the come with the legalization came the opportunity for people to, you know, uh, yeah, open up their own businesses uh, entrepreneurship you have a growth store people bringing in fox farm nutrients now uh, yeah. advanced nutrients guy green like all the all the stuff that you can get up here you can get oh, down yeah. there now you know and that's, that's all legit. due to these small business owners dude who take the chance to do it and mm-hmm. the police will come and they'll kick down their doors they'll see some of their shit they come and they harass them uh so that has happened man he was like yeah they came by me they went by tricom factory the other day like they 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 still do it, but I don't know if it's as bad as it used to be, but they're still looking for you to slip up, dude. So you just got to make sure you're on your P's and Q's. Uh, people who they've got their grocery stores and stuff, they make sure they've only got like four plants on the property. Sometimes they have no plants on the property. You know, make sure you're within the laws and the regulations. Uh, so that's the biggest thing, man. It's really they, they, they are a little strict on it, you know, and okay. I think that's probably just because of the old school way of thinking. 
Honestly, it sounds like you guys are kind of right where Colorado. I mean, it sounds a little more intense. I'm only going to say that because not to say the Caribbean is the Caribbean and the government's set up the way the government is. Um, it, you guys do have a little bit more leniency on how much police brutality is seen in court. Unfortunately, that is a reality of it. Um, but I will say you guys are kind of sounding like where it was at in the early days of Colorado and California, where dispensaries would get their doors kicked in and their money taken and, and, you know, all that stuff, even though they were legal. Uh, It's unfortunate. It really is. And and the unfortunate thing is that comes with stigma that comes with all of that. And that was my second question that was going to lead me up to, to this. What is the stigma like? I mean, you, you know, obviously the stigma for you would have been massively different had those police arrested you. You probably yeah. uh, maybe not would have gotten accepted to become a lawyer or any of that. And maybe your life, you would have been looked at as a criminal or something like that. So yeah, what is the stigma like out there currently compared to Colorado, like where oh, you're man. at? Bro, completely different, dude. Like, there's still a lot of stigma out there, dude. Cause still a lot of stigma out there. Like, uh, if people like know you're growing and you're in like a certain profession, they'll look at you funny or like. But a lot of people like now still hide their hide what they're doing. Like, I know old adults, dude, and like all sorts of professions, judges and shit that smoke and weed, you know. But they just don't want to tell anyone simply because of that stigma. Like a lot of the old i hate to say it but like baby boomer mentality sort of thing man like you know like we just bad and raw yep. on the dare that and, dare program or whatever literally yeah. bro literally so i would say that's still going on down there a lot and that's what kind of holds things back a little bit like you mentioned dispensaries early days colorado and stuff they haven't even set that up yet they're still in the process of setting up laws for like sales uh recreational sales i think they're not even going to have recreational it may only wow. be medical so again that's going to be like another twist in the turn for the home grower because a lot of people are wreck you know um mm-hmm. so that's just one thing but when we switch back to colorado now it's like a full acceptance dude it's like it's like i love it bro it's like i i went out to raising canes recently with my wife and we looked up and saw a big ass billboard it was like 39 dollars half ounce 49 dollars full <laughs> ounce prices cheaper than gas you can get gas for cheaper than gas and like that's something that you would not see down there you know like that is such an accepted uh standpoint for everyone to take and you go out there like weed we've got weed maps you can go to dispos you can get deals mm-hmm. uh you can get magazines with like cut out coupons like it's yep. it's just a huge acceptance i think it's a big part of why uh you know it's it's just such a good acceptance feeling to move here and feel it and also that in comparison to other places there's more options there's more accessibility it's been legalized for longer so there's a lot more uh dispose there's a lot more competition people need to give these offers and these deals and keep their prices low to stay competitive for uh even when people are home growing you know so uh yeah that's definitely what i would say completely different but i think trinidad is getting there that's good. It, and stigma, man, it's there with all these new states. Florida has Florida is going to be one of those states with Texas and, and you know, Wyoming um, and just those very more. I don't want to say conservative because it's not not everybody in the state is conservative yeah. in the sense of politically. Um, what I mean by conservative is I mean by your lifestyle and what you like conservative, yeah. meaning you don't like, um, you know, your your cannabis. You don't like drinking. You don't like those types of things. And it's quite funny to me because those those same people who generally are anti-cannabis are totally fine with a drive-through liquor store less than Literally. half a mile away from a school or preschool, and you know they have no they have no issues with how many bottles of liquor that you can go buy, and you know that liquor can get x amount of people drunk and kill x amount of people. So it's it's always funny how those stigmas start, and really once 
I think I've noticed more and more is once uh, cannabis becomes that day-to-day normal life and people start to grow up with it, it's just yeah. not even thought about. It's like, oh, you smoke a weed, whatever, man. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that's for you. It's like it's like having a drink at the end of the night. And, like, unfortunately, that takes generations to get to. So I, I, I would say give give it another 10 years, and I guarantee yeah. there will be a drastic difference, hopefully, to where, you know, recreation's actually thought of. You know, medical is yeah. not just the only thing because that is a lot of – Illinois, for example, I've been talking to several people, and it's pretty much like – I believe it's medical only out there, and they're paying like $85 for like an eighth and an stuff eighth, like that. It's, yeah, I went out dude, there and I copped an eighth for 80, 80 bucks, bro. It was wild. Woo! that's expensive man that's expensive so um i i think that's a great place to leave off and the last and final thing that every guest on this podcast has to answer and give (laughs) is uh one piece of advice on life for the soul on growing cannabis your whole journey you know has brought you here to this moment and you're still on your journey and path so i always like my guests to share something they feel that they've learned with all the viewers and listeners out there Hell yeah, dude. I would say a big one that I always advocate for is don't let anything keep you down and just keep on going, man. Just keep on growing, keep on growing and keep on growing because every grow you'll get better. Uh, you'll, every grow will be better than the last, you know, um, and there's no one right or wrong way to grow. So you will see a lot of people probably trying to bring you down, tell you, oh, no, you're not doing it right. Oh, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, no. no, no. But at the end of the day, there's a million and one different ways to grow and achieve the result that you are trying to achieve. Like you're not growing for anyone else, really, unless you are. But most of the times you're growing for you, you know, so grow some product that you're happy with that pleases your palate and that you can medicate with and, you know, just be happy with. So I would say, don't worry about anyone else. Just worry about you. Hell yeah. I love that. I love that, man. That's, that's a plus information. And I think like, I think you do a very good job of being yourself. I think you do a very good job of just continuing to grow. Um, I mean, just from your channel, I've been, I I haven't gotten to watch all of your videos yet, but I have been on a spree of watching your videos. So So I don't blame you. You're good. You're good. (laughs) Um, So, and it really does show your growth is, I mean, I go and look back at my old videos. There's a lot that are unlisted right now, but I mean, I even see my old videos. I'm like, holy shit. Like, man, I, I was so novice in my information it's crazy how much you constantly are learning and i really do like that you mentioned that uh for those new new beginners out there and there's people growing that are getting put down by other people that saying you have to grow my way grow this way you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong it's the truth man that literally you could go look at some of my largest viewed videos and read the comments and you will see the arguments of people saying that the thing that's happening on the video isn't happening that that is fake (laughs) that that is not real and it's like it's a lie it's so funny how that works and i love that you just tell your your advice is just grow yourself because that really is key to growing is it's it should be for those listening it should be your zen garden it really should be your happy place where you go and hang out with your plants and you grow the ways you want to grow if you want to grow a bonsai for 130 days to flower a little tiny nug bro go for it if that's what brings you happiness do it um so i love that um and last and final thing is just where can they find you? Uh, what are you doing that, you know, you want to tell them about? It's the whole spiel of your stuff here. So go ahead and take it away. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I'm actually uh, working on the t- uh, a lot of different stuff, man. So we had a few different guests last week on the Talking Law podcast. We had uh, a banging lineup. 
And we also had Chronic, man. So Chronic's episode <laughs> is going to be coming out next week. So you guys look out for that. Um, depending on when this episode airs on Homegrown. So maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll see. But just look out yep. for it. Yeah. Uh, we've also <laughs> got like a couple of Seed to Harvest coming up, man. Because I've been working hard on putting together some Seed to Ooh. Harvest for you guys. Uh, I've got one photo period i'm working on the platinum garlic and one auto flower but the auto flower is going to be pretty interesting so i think you're going to want to see that one yes um, and yes. yeah i think that's about it follow me on instagram behind the scenes stuff um i'm on patreon i'm on instagram facebook and youtube i can thc everything sweet and your talking loud podcast is is how they find you yes. right talking loud podcast you can find me on uh youtube wherever you listen to podcasts as well you can type in talking loud podcast uh i can thc you'll see me pop up um and you can tune in there as well for sure How are you? awesome well thank, thank you, you so both. much for coming on man it was an absolute blast and i really did enjoy oh going on to your show first off anyone who doesn't know his show he has like the most coolest intro ever i feel like my intro is like super subpar compared to this man's intro it's like legit uh but it really was a great show he asked great question and he i think pigeons 420 was on there this week i i, I believe yeah. i have like three minutes of that episode I've, I've started watching so um very great guest list you are um doing really big things and i can't thank you enough for coming on dropping some serious knowledge for sure, so for dude. those for those listeners big round of applause hit that like button for him show him some love comment down below if you have any questions for matt in the future because i will have him on definitely in the future and uh without further ado you guys can ask me questions at by tagging at chronic that's k-r-o-n-i-c at homegrowncannabisco.community that's the forum that you can sign up to for free with over six thousand cultivators and um you know if you want to grow some top-notch seeds like auto flowers and homegrown genetics like we were talking about check out homegrowncannabisco.com I am your host, Chronic, from the Cannabis Chronicles on Instagram and YouTube, and I will be back bringing top-notch interviews and really awesome education every single Wednesday. Thanks so much, everyone. Much love, happy growing, and peace. Thanks, Chronic, for another amazing podcast, and thank you, home growers, for listening. Remember to like, follow, and give the podcast a five-star rating. Remember to use code BLUE420 over at homegrowncannabisco.com to pick up your free blueberry auto seeds with anything you buy. Happy growing and see you in the garden.